nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to um, SA Soccer Roundtable, the high school edition. My name is Harry and uh, joining me tonight is uh, Rafa. How are you? Uh, brave in the cold from the nice warm day from yesterday? Yeah, here live uh, in the living color in Killeen, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> how long are you up though? So it's probably chillier up there, right? I know it was 40 something or actually probably... 50 something now down here yeah when i got here on wednesday it was hot and then overnight in the morning when i went to my to my visit it was chilly and windy and cold actually i had some rain overnight too so that was a good to see, good to, see, to hear come by nothing nothing severe so tonight we're doing the power 15 and then we'll go over the standings and preview kind of next week a little bit uh for that here so let's get to it here because uh, aj's got a scrimmage and i gotta pick him up in about an hour so uh, we'll, we'll get through it uh, as best as we can here so dropping from last week or uh, actually what three weeks ago now because uh, mm -hmm. we had the bye week uh, due to the weather uh kerrville tyvee uh davenport wimberley and uh, canyon um, all dropped uh, from their 15th, 14th, 12th, and 11th. So they were all in the, the bottom third of it here. Um, just looking at it here, Wimberley and Davenport still on the, you know, just missed. Uh, Tyvee and, and, and Canyon, you know, kind of your thoughts on, on why they dropped out all the way? To some tough losses, like I said, um, you know, Curvo, we had, like I said, there were some high hopes for them. But they had some key losses against like Piper and also you know Bernie Champion and also uh, Spencer Valley. Same thing with, with Canyon. They had a, lo a loss to Piper and also to um, to uh, I think I believe I think it was uh, Bernie Champion. So those kind of like I said, brought, bring them down out of the top fifteen. Davenport, um, like I said, they had a loss of Bernie. Same thing with Wimberley. They had a loss of Bernie, but like I said, they're one in the striking distance of coming back up. So what's yeah, so through here you have Jefferson, uh, uh, Kennedy, and the Lady Unicorn uh, Unicorns from New Braunfels uh, for right here. And just the six eight twenty seven, both in the boys and the girls. Um, just not any real strong teams, but the you know five eight twenty seven and the four eight twenty seven. Uh, it'll be kind of interesting when we when we look at those uh, when we look at the standings on those uh, for right here. So. Uh, those are the just missed for the ladies. Uh, 15, Antonian, uh, um, for that here. 17, 6, and 4. Um, 6 and 4 in district. Oh, well, that doesn't seem like not copyright. Uh, but you had Antonian uh, listed 
for that here. So your thoughts on Antonian? Yeah, they had some some key losses in district play, but they did have a big a good win last week. A little no biter, they're able to. Uh, yeah, it didn't copyright. They're twenty one three and three. Uh, in 10 and 2 in district. I, I knew that wasn't wrong. I copied it on It was uh, a piece of the wrong. So apologize about that or, uh, for that okay. here. But yeah, 21 3 and 3, uh, 10 and 2 in district here. Uh, I think the last one that they had here, um, uh, they lost to St. Prius, uh, was their only loss. And, and then they lost at St. Agnes at the end of January. Yeah, but they had a big win this past week. So, like I said, it's that's that's what's kept them in set in the top fifteen. Fourteenth, uh, uh, Lavernia, uh, eight and three, three zero oh and one. Yeah, they they actually a little little setback, one of uh, a draw with um, uh, with Gonzalez, which you know Lavernia was expected to win that game, heavy favorite. Uh, but they, you know, said Gonzalez pulled out a draw with them. Uh, but still, I think they're still one of the favorites for 27-4-8. They have a big matchup coming up with the Kennedy girls. So, and you saw the Kennedy girls, they were 4-0 in district play. So that's going to be the key, the key gate coming, I think, coming up this week. And moving on to 13, uh, the Brennan Bears uh, out of 6 8 29 uh, thirteen and four, eight and two in district. So uh, that tough twenty nine six A. It's I guess it's like a three horse race currently. Like last year, uh, Brennan. Like I said, I didn't have them ranked last time. They were kind of would have been like in the next five. Now they bounced in. Like I said, first round of district play, just two losses with O'Connor and and Taff. So you know, like I said, no, no, Nothing to be shamed while losing to those teams. You know, like, like I said, last year was a dog fight with those three teams for that district title. And like I said, they're gonna they're gonna play each other again. So like I said, the round the second round is gonna come. So we'll see how if the Bears can overcome those two losses and see kind of throw a monkey wrench for that district 29-6A title. Yeah, they got a, just a heads up here. They play Taft this week, so yeah, key it'll game. Be interesting. It'll be interesting if they stay in the top uh, top fifteen, depending on how that. How, how that result goes. Uh, number 12, uh, the Lady Jaguars out of Johnson. Johnson's really kind of pulled it together after a little shaky non-district start. Uh, the big win was over, you know, the shutout went over to Lee. Um, so that's propelled them into the, you know, into the top 15. Um, they're tied with Lee and also with Reagan. So it's a three-way tie for first in 28-6A. You know how that district is too as well. Just as you know, just as tough as twenty nine. Well, they're uh, a half a game out because uh, yeah, uh, Max Preps and my San Antonio they're seven and one. Reagan and Lee are eight and one in district, so a half game out right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I know they had a bye this week, so they like I said they're back in it. You know, so it's gonna like I said it's gonna come down to those three teams, uh, especially when they face each other again here in this second round. We'll see who pulls away and gets the title. Number 11, uh, Southwest, Lady Dragons, 11-2-1, uh, 5-0-1 in district. Uh, um, so not a loss in district, but a setback in district nonetheless, uh, you, know, you know, especially for the last couple of years. Yeah, this one was a surprise that they had a, a scoreless tie with Southside. And, you know, kudos to Southside, you know, keeping them from scoring. I, I think it might be one of the first times they haven't, uh, Southwest haven't scored. And like I said, they've been on a roll in, with this, uh, in this district. So a little setback. And 
you know, Medina Valley's, you know, you know, on their heels, and this is one game, you know, this is a little kind of little a present for Medina Valley's when they play again because that game was tight when they played the first time around. You know, this could this tie could be a factor as far as who wins the district title. Number 10, uh, San Antonio Christian Lions uh, out of uh, Region 2, District 4 of TAPS, uh, who uh, get ready to kick off the playoffs this week. So tune in tomorrow night for our first attempt at the TAPS uh, bracketology. So we'll, we'll see how that goes for that here. So what can you say about San Antonio Christian? Great, great season this, with the district title. Uh, we'll see how, how far they go into the playoffs. Like I said, they, they could be one of the favorites to get to Ron Ron. Um, they have a pretty good shot. You know, you know, they've beaten some good teams. You know, like I said, I've seen them play, non-district play. You know, they, they went toe-to-toe with Bernie in one game. Um, so they're battle-tested. So keep an eye on them. They, You know, we could see them in the final four there in Ron Ron for taps. And congratulations to Coach Connor of the 50-50 podcast and friend of the show. Uh, his Lady Barons uh, won today and clinched the uh, uh, third playoff spot out of District Two, uh, Region or uh, Region Two, D- uh, District Three or District Four. There uh, for here, so congrats. Here and then number nine, Reaganland Rattlers uh, out of six eight twenty eight, the powerful uh, uh, one of the top uh, districts in, in in my opinion in all of Texas uh, high school girls soccer. But uh, ten four and one eight one district. Yeah, the only only setback they had was against Lee, which was a big was a big win for Lee. But Reagan bounce, has bounced back, and like I said, they've beaten Johnson. So, like I said, you have those three teams, you know, fighting for that district title for 26A. Uh, after a little shaky start of the non-district games, you said they've kind of been roaring, you know, they've roared back, and like I said, they've kind of been flexing their muscle now. And we'll see. Like I said, we'll see how this second round goes for them. You know, can this you know get get that win against Lee in the second you know, kind of the rubber match, and then can they beat you know Johnson and the uh, the Ian's Cup game that's coming up next week in a couple weeks? Number nine, uh, Piper. Uh, last week was non-rated. I give you a little bit of grief of you know, hey, why isn't Piper rated this week? They're solid, uh, thirteen and two, uh, six and zero oh in district, uh, and a pretty competitive five uh, a twenty six. Yeah, that they were like I said, also the outside looking in, and they had two big wins at Canyon, and then the knocked off uh, Bernie Champion. Um, so, they, like I said, I have them here on the eighth spot. They have another big get, test coming up against Vincent Valley. Uh, mm-hmm. That'll determine who who's going to take the twenty six five eight lead. And you know, keep keep an eye on Piper. Like I said, I, I did a, did do a live stream for Piper when they played against Bernard's Memorial. Uh, this team's this legit. They have, you know, they may be young, but they have a lot of technical skill. They work together well. Um, this, you know, like I said, they, they could cause some damage in the playoffs and surprise some teams. So, you know, like I said, they have a big test. We'll see this if they Friday. can knock out Spencer Valley this, this Friday. Friday. And, yep. uh, yeah, they're at Spencer Valley. Yep. So, if they can get it a win, who knows that that ranking could go a little bit higher. <laughs> And let's just put it this way: Smithson Valley is uh, still still has not been announced. So that, that'll tell you yeah. where Rafa thinks that they're at. Uh, number seven, uh, JP two, the Guardians, twenty three four and one eight eight in district, uh, tuning it up for the Taps playoffs. So uh, for for that here, 
Uh, another great season for them. Like it's another district title. They had some contenders, you know, that you know challenged them, like New Braunfels Christian and, and Geneva, but they were able to fend them off. So they're looking for that for that repeat for the for the state title. Um, like I said, we'll we'll take more look into in depth look at that tomorrow. See who they have to face, but the, I I think John Paul II has a really good chance of re repeating that state title again. Yeah, the, 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 you know, there's. Can you hear me? Yeah, here. And then O'Connor at number six, 13-3-0 oh, and eight and one in district last week. They're fifth, so they slid down one. Um, for that here, uh, I don't think it was really due to performance. I think you know might have been due to somebody stepping up a little bit more. But uh, your thoughts on the the Lady Panthers? Uh, still a, a dangerous team. They, like I said, they're right behind Taff in that district race for 296A. They're going to face each other pretty soon. The first time, like I said, me and Coach Connor actually out there, we uh, live streamed the first game at Northside. Taff was able to get two goals in late in that second half. Um, like I said, the rematch is going to come up. I think that one's going to be at Ferris. And uh, it's next Tuesday. I don't know where the location, but okay. uh, Taft O'Connor on the 21st uh, for that year. Yeah, I think uh, that one's going to be at Ferris. And O'Connor plays really well in the turf. So this could be, you know, this could be the game for them to, to you know, to get back and get back into the title hunt. Uh, number five, uh, the, the, the champions, Burning Greyhounds, uh, 14 2, 5 and 0, um, comfortably cruising. Yeah, they that's a two big wins knocking off Davenport, knocking off Wimberley. You know, those are their the key games for that District 26 4A. That's pretty stacked. Um, so they've already passed the first test. Like I said, we'll see how they can continue on and you know. When they re when the, when they face them again, like I said, they have a good shot. Like I said, into you know, getting the district title for them, and we'll see again if they make another deep run for the playoffs. Uh, the Lee Volunteers, your second team last week, took a little bit of a dive this week. Number four, fourteen and one, eight and one in district. Yeah, Lee finally had got a loss in district play against Johnson. Johnson really. It was a kind convincing a, loss, too. Convinc yeah, convincing. Yeah, it was a convincing win for Johnson. So, like I said, Lee had dropped down. Like I said, there's still, like I said, there's it's a three-team race for that district title for 28-6A. And, you know, I'm sure Lee's going to look at that game and see what they can do to, when they play them again, see if they can get get a victory and get, you know, get that tiebreaker. So, it's going to come, like I said, those out of, out of who, who can get, get those uh, wins from, you know, beating each, you know, beating each other and so forth is going to determine who's going to win this district title. Number three, Alamo Heights, 14-1, uh, 8-1 uh, out of 5A, 27 last week, the fourth uh, team, so they moved up a slot. Yeah. I don't think they've lost a district game, I, I believe. Uh, let me check it. Did it copyright? I think they're still undefeated in district play. Hold on one minute. Yeah, actually, you're correct. Uh, yeah. So that kind of, I think what that copy uh, copied the lead result there. Um, Twelve zero and three nine and zero in district here for that year. So yeah, I'm on Heights is just you know, like I said they're cruising through twenty seven five A. Like I said, that the key matchup was against uh, uh, Jefferson, 
and also um, MacArthur. MacArthur, yeah. They're able to take care of business there. And uh, I just don't see anybody challenging to them in 27-5A. And it should no problem winning that district title. Although Jefferson's hanging in there, and I know they're, they're on your uh... – uh, knocking on the door, coming in, mm-hmm. but uh, they've had a good year to not to take away yeah. from the Mustangs. But yeah, Alamo Heights is probably on a different level. Uh, number two, the Lady Rangers from Smithson Valley. I know we've kind of talked a, a little bit about uh, their their district already, but fourteen and zero, six and zero on the uh, on the year. Yeah, they they've been cruising. Big big test, like I said, big win over, like I said, over Canyon, or big win over over Bernie Champion, but the the and this next game tomorrow night against Piper's Friday could night, determine yeah. the district title. Now Piper is going to Smithson Valley, which is a tough place to play. Like I said, Coach Atkins hasn't been playing well down there at Smithson Valley. So this is going to, like I said, this is going to be, a, if you have nothing to do Friday night, besides watching our, our racketology, head out to Smithson Valley. Like I said, this is going to be a great game. You know, like I said, like I said we have a, a team that's a heavily favored from me, especially from last year. And they're playing an, uh, uh, like an upstart team that's ready to make some noise in this region. And then the number one team, uh, the Lady uh, Red Raiders from Taft, uh, 12 and 0, 8 and 0. Uh, when I was looking at the uh, Max Preps, uh, they are also ranked uh, as far as for the San Antonio area, uh, the number one team. I will say this: this week they play at Brendan uh, tomorrow night, and then uh, O'Connor on on Tuesday. So uh, they'll be tested this week, uh, you know, as far as within district here, you know, for that here. Yeah, they're they're running the gauntlet early on, like they did in the first round, and they're able to get a win over Brennan, a tight win over over O'Connor. Uh, I honestly feel if they win these two games, they pretty much will lock uh, a lock into the district title, and. And I'm sure they're, I have a feeling they're going to have a deep run in the playoffs. Don't like I said, don't be surprised. Like I said, they can get into that to that regional uh, regional tournament coming coming up in March uh, in April. And I had that reverse. They play Brennan at home and then at O'Connor, and that's why uh, that O'Connor may be at Ferris uh, for here. Although Taps just you know a mile or two down uh, south from there, uh, anyways. So uh, from there, so. Looking at the, on the boys' side here, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, only two teams dropped out: uh, Steel, uh, the Steel Knights, uh, eight and five, two and one on the year, and TMI uh, uh, had a bad had a bad loss last night. Uh, lost 7-0, uh, seventeen and four, uh, ten and two on the season. They're still in the playoffs. Uh, just missed the Johnson Jaguar boys, uh, Clemens. Uh, Kennedy, uh, TMI, and Warren uh, from here. Anything that you want to mention? Only one team that was knocked out, which was TMI. The others were, you know, were non-ranked uh, for that here. And, and like I said, here I know we talked a little bit about Warren. Um, they're, you know, they're always very solid, um, you know, here on the north side. Uh, but to me, I think Kennedy is kind of the surprise, right? Yeah, they they have a, actually a big game coming up. They got Lavernia. Um, like I said, they were able to knock off Memorial. They, they have a big game versus Lavernia. If they can beat Lavernia, they'll take control of 27-4A for the district race. Uh, TMI, like I said, they, I know they had a, a bad loss with Browns St. Joseph. But like I said, I think this will be able to do well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, another team coming up is Clemens. Clemens is, you know, 
connoisseur sort of the you know trying to get a they hold. started out real slow really yeah slow for, especially for clemens and but now they're kind of turning it up i know they had a tie this past week but like i said i think they're still one of the favorites besides them and maybe like i said the Broncos for that district title for 27-6a and then johnson like i said they had a a, a, a tie with with lee like i said it's a good result there uh so they're you know, keep an eye on them like i said they're you know one of the teams that could cause some, you know, you know, some upsets and, you know, you know, against, you know, Lee or Brandeis or, or even, you know, and also Reagan. So like I said, they're probably the, like I said, one of the top, probably the fourth best team in that district right now. So at 15, uh, Antonio again, uh, for the hair, 17, six and four, uh, six and four in district. Antonian doesn't like me today. <laughs> trying to figure out what I did wrong. Good season for the yeah. Apaches as far as no, the finish. And, yeah, that is right for Antonian. 17, yeah. uh, 6 4, and 6 and 4. Yeah. So I must so I want to get in, the play, get in the playoffs. You know, good season. Like, we'll see what they can do. I know last year I had high hopes for them last year because they, you know, they really start, started strong, but those little two setbacks against Central Catholic kind of kind of derailed them a little bit. So we'll see. I know they were in a tougher district this year with those Houston teams. So, like I said, they, they're battle-tested, and we'll see if they can make some surprise some teams and go deep into the uh, Cavs playoffs. And we'll talk about it in the uh, when we go over the standings real quick. But, yeah. The, the three Houston schools, St. Thomas, St. Prius, and the Village schools, all very solid. And, and, you know, and I think that's, you know, when we get to Central Catholic here, I think that's what makes their run even more impressive is this was, this was a deep um, and, and somewhat even uh, district that they were in uh, for that here. Uh, Bernie Champion, uh, the Chargers at number 14, 7, 1, and 3, 4, 1, and 1 in district. Last week they were 13th, so they slipped one. Yeah, uh, they had one loss, but like I said, they're still in the race for 26-5A. Like I said, I, I think they'll eventually. I think they're going to end up getting the playoff spot. Uh, we'll see how they adjust in the second round when they face uh, Spencer Valley and Piper, you know, and see if they can get a couple wins there, try to move up their their seating in the in the for the playoffs, and also maybe even can even contend for the district title. Like I said, contend again for the district title. Thirteen Harlandale. Um... I know uh, last night uh, they got showed up a little bit. Sixteen, one and one, five and one in district. Uh, was it a six zero loss or seven zero loss last night? Seven zero Southwest. Yeah, that uh, was the key game at half, right? Yeah, that was, this was the key game from last night to see if Harlandale was for real. You know, there's this was going to be the true their true test against Southwest. You know, where they're going to be the the team that finally knocks off Southwest out of the kind of twenty eight five eight supremacy and. And that didn't happen. Uh, Southwest flexed her muscle and ended up winning seven to zero. So, like I said, they dropped down here. Like I said, Harlandale still, like I said, still in second place. You know, maybe they'll learn from that loss. You know, when they play get again, them on the reverse. Get them on the reverse. You know, like I said, as long as they can maintain winning games in that district, stay one game behind Southwest. You know, that last game could determine, like I said, the district title. Uh, number 12, Lavernia, last week at eight, slipped here. They had a loss. I know you mentioned it, 14-2-2, 2-1 in district. Yeah, they had a loss with Memorial, which was a little surprising there. That They lost 3-2. to two. Um, 
And but I think, like I said, they have another key game coming up, which is a team that's ahead of them, which is um, uh, Kennedy. And so that that could determine, you know, as far as the district race. Like I said, 27-4 is a, a three team uh, three team race for that district title. Coach Connor, welcome. Gents, how are you? Doing well. You had a busy day, or at least a busy, productive afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great day, great evening, and it's a great way to wrap it up with you guys here today. So thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, no worries. Thanks uh, for hopping on. And then, like I said here, uh, uh, look forward to if we can get if we get time with you tomorrow. If not, I understand some of them may have came up school-wise. That uh, uh, obviously takes a little bit more priority uh, than than our bracketology. So. I wouldn't put it that way. It's just, uh, just a tough, I would. Uh, tough, tough balance. It's, it's our first one. Where it'll be rough version. Now it's good. This, hey, this now that I'm here, bad. we got to start all over. Let's let's go back to the beginning. We got to start all over. So, uh, all right, you guys continue. Oh. I don't want to interrupt the flow. I don't want to interrupt the flow. Go ahead. Uh, 11 Smithson Valley, 11-5-1-6-0-1 district. Uh, last week, not ranked here uh, for the hair, but. Uh, your thoughts on uh, the lady, or not the lady Rangers, uh, uh, the Rangers uh, getting uh, getting some love from Rafa this week here, uh, Rafa? Yeah, they they've turned things around. They started out slow. They had some tough losses, but look at what they've done in district play. And like I said, they have another key game coming up Friday against at Piper, and um, if they can win win against Piper. Like I said, they'll have full control of the district twenty eight five A. So. You know, kudos to the coaching staff there at Spencer Valley, kind of you know turning things around. But I think all those tough games has, has helped them. And look, you see that six and old district record. That was the whole point playing of those those tough non-district play, you know, teams to get them ready for district play. Do you think maybe their slow start had to do with the new coach coming in late? Because I think new coach came in uh, towards end of summer. Uh, you know, because AJ was. Uh, training with them over at Stevens before before she made the move over to Smithson Valley. You think that possibly played a little part into it or no? Maybe maybe this learning the system of play, it, it might take a little adjustment. You know, being a new coach, but I think also the the, the non district schedule they had. You know, because I did right. see them play against uh, Reagan, and, and you know Reagan really took it to them. They gave them a good punch in the chin there, and but. Like I said, you, you take those lumps early on, and, and when you get into district play, this is the this is the payoff right here. Playing a, a tough non-district series is going to get you prepared for all these district games. Number ten, Memorial, the team you talked about that had the upset of Lavernia, uh, 10, 11, 4 and one, three and one in district. Uh, for that here last week, fourteen with the victory up to ten. Yeah, Memorials, like I said, they've I think that move down to from five A to four has really helped them. Um, like I said, the, the one loss is against Kennedy, but like I said, they're, they're still in the mix for that District 27-48 title. Big win over Lavernia. Like I said, Lavernia's the, the favorite for 27-48 for boys. Uh, so like I said, they're still within striking distance. So when they play Kennedy again, if they can get that win, win against them and then knock off the Lavernia again, they can get that district title. Uh, number nine, Piper. We talked about Smithson Valley a little bit earlier, the big match uh, tomorrow. Uh, for that here, uh, last week, 15, uh, you know, and they moved up uh, quite a bit this week. 13-2-3, uh, 4-0-2 in district uh, with two draws. Yeah, Piper, just like the girls, they've been soaring up. Like I said, 
they're they're one of those upstart teams to keep an eye on. Don't take them lightly. Big game, probably the biggest game tomorrow, probably in their program is, is going to be tomorrow night uh, against Spencer Valley. And if they can win win that game, like I said, they have a really good shot. You know, trying to claim that District Twenty Six Five A title, which is like I said, Twenty Six Five A is one of the most brutal districts in Five A here in Region Four. Like I said, now you have Bernie Chavi, you have Canyon. And, and Smithson Valley. So kudos to to the Piper boys. You know they're doing a great job this year. And your two uh, first year varsity play, and like I said, they have a legitimate shot at trying to win that district title. To me, the the Bernie Champion Piper, because you know, assuming Smithson Valley holds the, holds their lead here, uh, right now, you know, Piper's at four uh, four zero and two, Bernie Champions four one and one in district. Um, so if they do take the loss to to Smithson Valley, um, you know, just looking at, at their schedule here, Burning Champion could actually pass them in the standings, um, you know, for out here. So, but yeah, it's it's a three team race for you know for that top slot. But um, if if uh, Smithson Valley does get the win, it could you know it could make it you know you know the race for second uh, to be able to host. Uh, number eight, Central Catholic. Um, to me, as we kind of discussed here earlier uh, with uh, Antonian, uh, they ran away with uh, Region 1, District 2, 9-1 and one in District, 13-4-1 uh, and one, uh, for that here. You know, they swept both matches against Antonian. They lost, I think, to one of the, uh, I forget which Houston school it was on the road, but came back and, and, and defeated them, uh, you know, here um, in San Antonio. And, and like I said here, looking at, at, at their conference, only uh, Tomball, uh, Concordia Lutheran had a losing record. Everybody else was uh, above 500, even in district. So very deep district as far as for, you know, out of a six teams, five, you know, five or five and five or better uh, along those lines. So to me, I thought it was a very impressive uh, district play from them. Yeah, Central Catholic has done, like I said, done well. Uh, this, that only one little setback they had in Houston, but they were able to clinch the district title this week. And it's, you're going to say, you know, they've got to be one of the favorites to go to Georgia, to Round Rock to win that, you know, the TAPS championship for 6A. So, like I said, they've been battle-tested early on with non-district play games. I, I think they'll be ready to go to make, make a deep run, kind of make amends for what happened last year. And then moving on to number seven, Brandeis, uh, seven, one, and one. Uh, last week, the fourth team, ten, uh, you know, see, or last or last time we had it, fourth uh, in the power uh, power 15, uh, 10, one, and three overall. Yeah, Brandeis, like I said, they had a a, bat, uh, a loss against Reagan. Reagan, you know, big win for them. And it was one setback for, for Brandeis. But like I said, they're still in striking distance. For, for the 28-6-8 title. Uh, I think, like I said, the, the rematch versus Lee's coming up soon. Uh, I know that one ended up in a 0-0 tie. We'll, we'll see this time around. I think this game might be – I think the, re, the rematch might be at Northside, I believe, or maybe at Ferris. I'm not too sure. But if Brandeis can get that win against Lee, like I said, they'll be back in the title hunt. Number six, uh, Reagan. Uh, last week, number nine, uh, nine, four, and three, five, one, and two in district out of a six, eight, twenty-eight. Yeah, Reagan. Like I said, they were struggling for a while, but they, like I said, that, I think that that win uh, over Brandeis is, it was, is a, was a big confidence booster for them, and I think that it's, it's going to hopefully get them back on track. 
and like I said, you know, they were one of the one of the ferrets for this district. They had, like I said, that one tough loss against Lee and a couple a couple ties, but like I said, they're still within like it's a striking distance. And like I said, that game against Lee, if they can get that back, they'll be back in it. And then if they could knock off Brandeis again in that second round, you know, you know, they could reclaim the district title again this year. Number five, Alamo Heights, uh, 14 and two, uh, nine and zero in district. Uh, last week's uh, six up to five uh, for it here. Um, I know we talked about the lady, uh, lady mules being kind of dominant, uh, kind of same scenario for the boys as well, right? Yeah, but they've had some challenges. You know, some, some of those boys, uh, the SASD teams haven't been rolling over. They've been challenged, like Edison and, uh, Brack and Jeff and Brack. They've, they've given them a challenge, but, you know, they're not, you know, it's, it's not been easy for Alamo Heights, but it's, hey, it's, it's getting them ready for, you know, playoffs because you're, you need that type of, um, you know, resistance from a team to get you prepared for that. But like I said, Alamo Heights has done a great job so far. And I, I think more than likely, I think they're, they're going to end up winning the district title. Uh, number four, Bernie Greyhounds, 15-3-2, uh, and 5-0 oh in district. Uh, uh, last rankings fifth, moved up one to fourth. Uh, Bernie, Bernie, what, they've been flexing their muscle like the last few years. Uh, congratulations to Coach Strong, too, getting his, his 100th win. So... Hopefully he'll get his dirt, his third state title too <laughs> this year. Uh, big wins over Davenport, big wins over Wimberley. Like I said, they're going to run away with this district, and I I, I don't see any you know you know four A team in Region Four that's going to challenge them. Like I said, they just have that pedigree, that technical style that's just a way above anybody else. Maybe some resistance when they get if they get to the state tournament. You know, maybe like Salina or Palestine. Or Kilgore, you know, like we mentioned, like from the 50-50 podcast, we had talked about some of those teams. So we'll see. But like I said, Bernie, you know, like I said, best team here, not only Santa for four A in the Valley. You don't think anybody in the Valley? Uh, it the one two. Te- I think the two teams might be the as far as maybe giving them a game might be Hidalgo. But I just like I said, the last two years, Bernie's found a way to you know take care of them, and the same thing with Progreso too. Um, I don't know if, if Vidalgo had like those two teams have enough to to knock them off this year. Number three, Southwest. Uh, they faced the test from Harlandale, thirteen and one, six and zero in district. Uh, kept their same ranking uh, as third uh, as last week here. So uh, held serve. Uh, you know, held serve as a heavyweight, which is not easy to do. Yeah, I mean that was the test last night. Was the test to see. If they're going to keep continue their streak as far as their winning streak in 28-5A as far as supremacy, and you know they jumped out to a six no six zero lead at half, so I, I think they made a statement that like, hey, this district is still ours. Um, now, can they do that into the playoffs? And you know, last year they got knocked off by Georgetown. You know, can Southwest? You know, you know they do great in district play. Can you can you you know you know if you're going to say you're the best team in five A or in region four, you're going to have to show that, make, make it to the regional final and, and beyond. And you're going to have to show it this year. And like I said, with this, hopefully like I said, we'll see if this team has enough to make a deep run, but there's going to be some challenges coming up. Number two, Harlan, uh, 12, two and one, nine and zero, uh, running away with, uh, this, you know, six, eight, 29, uh, you know, you know, they've opened up a, a pretty big gap already. Uh, 
if, I, if I'm remembering my standings right here um, already um, over there. Yeah, so they've got a two and a half, you know, two and a half, three game lead over Warren and O'Connor. Uh, what are you going to say about Harlan? Mm-hmm. They've, they've done the last two years. Uh, also, congratulations to Coach Altiano. Won, won 250 for his career. Uh, you know, like I said, they, they should clinch their district title pretty soon. Uh, I just don't see anybody from 296 a challenge. I know they had a little couple of rough, little rough games, but they were able to, you know, take, you know, get, you know, take care of business. Uh, the issue, the not the issue, but the, you know, when they get in the playoffs, you know, will, you know, will they see any resistance from a, a team from the Valley? Like Los Fresnos, so Fresnos is looking good right now in the Valley. They could, you know, that could be a tough matchup for them. Uh, same thing with Brownsville Rivera. We'll, we'll see, you know, maybe a couple of the Laredo teams too. So we'll we'll see what comes up, you know, for them in, come come in March. And then the number one, the Lee Volunteers, uh, 14-0 and two, seven zero and two. Uh, number one last uh, last uh, power rates. Number one this time here. Um, just how close is it between Harlan and them? Uh, you know, like I, said, I know Harlan's got the two losses, but undefeated in district, um, where uh, Lee's got the two draws in district. Uh, it's it's close, but like I said, the the if you look at compare twenty eight six a for boys and compare to twenty nine six a, twenty eight six is a little bit deeper as far as mm-hmm. you know as far as quality teams and so forth as far as competition. Like I said, those two two draws against Brandeis and. Also, Johnson and I said those those are two teams that are you know are going to be playoff bound. Um, so we'll we'll see what they do in the second round. You know, can they maintain the this lead? And you know, the the big game coming up soon is going to be Brandeis and Lee, and and that's going to Lee has to go to Brandeis is where it's Northside or Ferris. Can they if they can win that game? I think that, I think they got a one good one foot into that district title. Coach, any thoughts on Rafa's rankings? Uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, any egg in the face? Any like, hey, you know, what are you doing? Uh, type type of uh, rankings. I, I tell them that every day. What are you talking about? So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's you know, you're looking at it from the uh, this, you know, the Greater San Antonio area. Um, not a lot, not a lot to argue there, right? I mean, yeah, you could be saying it's like, hey, maybe we. One one school could be a couple of notches higher, a couple one another school maybe a couple of notches lower. But you know we're <clears throat> what in most cases we're barely about halfway point or at the halfway point starting round two of district play. So still a lot of soccer to be played, a lot of soccer to be played. So um, from that front, it's like it's it's TBD. You know you're starting to have in some districts teams are clearly they're either top heavy or one team is starting to pull away from the pack but there's still going to be some very interesting races along the way. So a lot of soccer to be played and some more rankings, uh, some more ratings to be had, of course. So we're going to go over the standings, uh, you know, for here. And I do want to get uh, Coach Kano's view of the taps here uh, for here, especially in the area uh, for it here. So um, as we've already kind of hinted at, Central Catholic, uh, you know, ran away with uh, Region 1, D2, Boys were all the teams make the playoffs, which is crazy, but, uh, you know, for that here is for, for seating purposes. Um, I think what kind of stood out to me was uh, St. Thomas uh, was down here in the fifth and their late season push, uh, pushed them up to the seat, uh, to the third seat here and pushed down uh, uh, St. Prius and the village school uh, for that here, which I thought was kind of interesting here, but uh, anything stand out to you? Uh, 
you know, either Coach Cano or, or uh, Rafa from uh, Region 1 D, uh, D2? No, I, I think from my perspective here, it's it's much, um, I guess you could say, to a certain extent, you could say, I don't want to say status quo, but yeah, I mean, you know, Central Catholic on top, Antonian, you know, Antonian a close second. So an interesting district, right, in terms of you got, you got four four Houston schools, Greater Houston schools, and then two San Antonio schools, which lends itself to an interesting travel dynamic. But uh, <laughs> it is uh, it is interesting to see the two San Antonio schools with Central Catholic, who appears to be kind of in many cases kind of like Lee, where we saw them a mm-hmm. few years ago, where they're kind of they're returning to their form that they've been known for for over the last five years. So uh, yeah, this uh, no, this makes perfect sense. Uh, region two, D four, uh, Brownsville, St. Joseph, uh, uh, just dom, you know, uh, you know, they were pretty dominant. Uh, when, actually, when you look at the records here, 17, six, one, 11, one TMI 17 and four, 10 and two, but they lost, uh, you know, lost big last, uh, last night to Brownsville, uh, St. Joseph, unfortunately, I think it was seven Oh six Oh something along those lines. Uh, San Antonio Christian ended up getting the third seed and Laredo, St. Augustine, uh, six and six. Um, unfortunately, Coach, uh, your St. Mary Hall, uh, you know, fell what one game out uh, from the playoffs, and then you had St. Anthony and then Victoria, uh, St. Joseph uh, round out here. But uh, uh, the the top two, I think, were pretty dominant, and then you know, three, four, five, uh, you, you know, like I said, here a few breaks, and, and maybe St. Mary's uh, you know makes the playoffs. Yeah, tough district, especially St. Joseph's. I know they got a. Knowing, like I said, being known for the Valley teams, they, they got a good program down there. Now, can they equate that into the playoffs, you know, you know, get to, right. to, to Ron Rock? You know, we'll, we'll see. Um, TMI's been there. Like I said, they've been a former state champ, so they know what it takes to get there, you know. And so we'll see. We'll see how it goes, you know, this, this coming this coming weeks. And then uh, the Region 3, District 4. Uh, New Braunfels Christian Academy ended up winning uh, their little playoff. Uh, they beat Corpus Christi and Carnival Word. Uh, the Atonement in Geneva. Uh, Geneva actually moved up uh, ahead of uh, uh, Corpus Christi St. John Paul II here and finished fourth here to, to clinch the playoff spots here. Um, to me, I think the, the one that stands out is uh, JP2 uh, uh, on the men's side. His, at least from the time that we've been doing, they've, uh, they've always been pretty competitive and in, in, in the – uh, I want to say most years in the playoffs, uh, but this year definitely a down year for them. Yeah, the, yeah, the, big season, a big, uh, a big season, a big push uh, for atonement. You saw atonement and Geneva; they had big turnaround seasons uh, from a year ago. And uh, you know, Coach Carlos uh, Carlos Miranda over at Atonement Atonement Boys, he's got them. Uh, he's got them on the right track. And uh, yeah, the girls too, the Atonement girls as well. Mm-hmm. Right, um, they make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, Geneva making a big push, and this is um, this is an interesting district because Rafa may recall. So a couple of weeks back on the Fifty Fifty podcast, when we had Coach uh, Jeremy Shannon on from uh, from uh, Bernie, right, Bernie High School, Rafa posed the question on that about you know how he felt. the The question came up really about playing one round of district play for seeding and then playing a a, a district a tournament, tournament mm-hmm. right? And that's what this district did on both sides, which kind of it kind of made things interesting, kind of made things interesting how things played out. So uh, so kudos to them for being able to 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 the best of my knowledge, this may be the first San Antonio district 
in recent memory that's done that format? Because typically you've seen that outside of San Antonio, but not in San Antonio. So kudos to them for trying to uh, go forward with that. Is that something that you could see TAPS moving forward on, or is this just kind of one-off, you know, based on the region and district? Yeah. No, TAPS, TAPS I, don't, I don't see them ever requiring districts to do that. TAPS has the they – ha, they have the uh, – they like to they like to operate and and kudos to them. They like to operate from the standpoint of hey, there are certain criteria that you have to that we're going to require that you need. But in terms of competition, as far as district bylaws, district playing format, they let the districts and the district executive committees decide that. So I see that staying the same. How how if any other districts want to decide to go forward with that, that's to be determined. Moving on to the ladies' side here, uh, Region 1, District 2, uh, St. Agnes, uh, 16 and 6, 10 and 1, uh, Antonian, 21, 3 and 3, uh, 10 and 2, uh, St. Prius, uh, Incarnate Word, uh, uh, you know, uh, is the fourth seed, uh, Tumble, and then Incarnate Word from Houston, and then the village schools here, but uh, Antonian and Incarnate Word, uh, both solid seasons, you know, 500, you know, overall for the, you know, Shamrocks and then, you know, Antonio and Patches. Uh, we're hoping probably for a deep run, Rafa. Yeah. Uh, I think recently Tony got a big win over the weekend. Hopefully that'll get some momentum going into the playoffs, like I said. But like I said, you look at Sagan Agnes, you know, they might be one of the favorites to come and get to, to, to Round Rock. But the question is, you know, can they beat some of those Dallas area teams? And those Dallas area teams for Taps have been, have been the dominant force, you know, you know, and, and they've won the last, you know, few um, you know, state, state titles. And, you know, could this be the time that we get a San Antonio or a Houston team that wins the title? Yeah, all roads, all roads in in this in Class Six A here, Division One. It they all lead through some way, some in some way, shape, or form through <laughs> through Dallas Dallas Ursuline Academy, right? That's the uh, yes. You're talking They're about the number the one winning, seed, yeah. The winningest program in all of high school sports in the nation. So that's saying a lot. Uh, looking at Region Two, uh, fifteen and four for San Antonio uh, Christian Lions, ten and zero in district TMI, seven and three. Uh, St. Mary's six and four uh, with the win today here. Uh, St. Anthony uh, five and five and and you know, two uh, you know Victoria and, and uh, Laredo St. Augustine. Um, tough seasons uh, for them here, but uh, uh, this is this was a pretty even uh, race here outside of uh, San Antonio Christian. Uh, you know for Region Two Division Four. Yeah, tough. I know Coach knows would tell me this is, a, this is a tough district, but I think I think all teams are battle tested and ready to go. So they do some damage in you know some in the playoffs you know coming this coming week. And uh, I, know, I know Coach mentioned to me about that, so they're gonna have to travel out of town for their for their their matchup. Uh, like I said, you know, hopefully, like I said, they can go out there get the W and go on to the next and go on to the next round. Coach, uh, the. Last year it was Austin schools. This year, you know, it's the Victoria Laredo schools here. You know, was this just a tougher region altogether, or you know, kind of fairly even compared, you know, last year's district with the Austin schools to this year? Now, I think um, on the on paper, you would think that last year's the district that we were in last year, right, with four four San Antonio schools, four Austin schools. On paper, it was tougher, and it's not taking anything away from last year's district because conversations that I had had with Rafa is what what we found out, what the state find, found out last year was that 
that district, which was, uh, I believe was three, I think it was three, I want to say three, five, a, mm-hmm. it ended up being the strongest district. It, it proved itself to be the strongest district in the state over the course of the playoffs this year, obviously to be determined, but, um, this year, like I said, on paper last that Austin district would appear to be stronger. And it was, it, it was strong, but this one was just from, from the travel to, just overcoming um, just a lot of things in terms of the the format of district play, mm-hmm. how how and when you started district play. It was a lot of. Uh, I'll give you an example. So, <clears throat> the match, excuse me, the match we played today versus Victoria St. Joseph. We played them. This was our fourth attempt at rescheduling them for a number of reasons, the, dealing with the ice storm logistics. But we played them in our first go round in district play back on December sixth. Mm-hmm. So almost two and a half months later before we get to see them again. So things like that is what made this district just made it tough. But, uh, but yeah, I think Rafa, Rafa's right. This is a, this is a district that was much, much tougher. I think the, and overall it, it shows, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we played a, we played an exceptionally tough non-district schedule and, uh, and I think some of the other schools you look at Sacks, Sacks played a pretty tough mm-hmm. uh, non-district schedule as well, right? They test themselves as well. So kudos to them as district champions, rightfully so. But uh, looking forward to what all four teams in, in this district can hopefully do in uh, in the playoffs. Moving to uh, Region 3, D4, uh, JP2 Guardians uh, uh, won. Uh, Geneva ended up being two as a strong second. New Braunfels Christian solid third, and, and the atonement came uh, came through uh, for the fourth for the playoffs. Holy Cross, uh, San Marcos Academy, and Corpus Christi uh, St. John Paul II here. But uh, to me, I know Geneva pushed uh, JP two. Looking at their scores a little bit, obviously I didn't get to see the games, but score wise, um, it wasn't just a walk in the park for you know for JP two. Uh, they, they got challenged this year, you know, like I said. I know Coach mentioned they said about keeping on Geneva and also even uh, New Brunswick yeah, Christian. They were going to get they were going to give St. Paul uh, John Paul the second a challenge this year. And, and then you can just look at the you look at the you know the district records. You know they're they're very close. You know and this was not a gimme district, but like I said, I, you know John Paul the second. I knew they were going to kind of find a way to get through this. And like I said, they're probably one of the favorites to go back to defend their district, their state title. Moving on to UIL here real quick here. Uh, Bernie out of 4A26, 15, 3-2, 5-0 in District 26. Davenport and Fredericksburg, 3-1-1 one, one in District. Uh, Wimberley, to me, is kind of the surprise at 3-3, three three, uh, you know, because they had started the season off so well. Uh, looking at here, uh, Wimberley plays Canyon Lake on the 21st. Uh, Bernie gets Canyon Lake and Fredericksburg, so it would be interesting if Fredericksburg can kind of step up in Davenport. Against Northern Orcs and Bandera, so um, Davenport obviously should be able to handle those two uh, fairly comfortable. But uh, your thoughts on on how the playoffs are shaping up out of uh, the twenty six boys? I, I think this the what you have here on the four, the first four teams are probably going to end up being your playoff teams, unless Canyon Lake can make make a run. You know, it, they're going to have to knock off. You know, it's going to be a tall task trying to knock off Bernie, but if they could knock off Davenport, mm-hmm. Fredericksburg, and Wimberley, they can get back into the into the yeah. playoff race. 
Yeah, I would say I would say that the kind of surprise here, if you flip, you you could flip flop them, right? Is Canyon Lake and Fredericksburg? You know, you're, mm-hmm. they're sitting there, they're sitting there with a with a strong, solid record, right? And obviously, keeping your eye on uh, on Davenport and you know Bernie is Bernie. We've talked about that already with Coach Strong, and uh, we just we just got to look past that uh, that mustache that uh, Coach Strong is rocking <laughs> right now. But other, other than that, man, he's got them full full steam ahead. I think he's figured out their for lack of better words, they've, they've figured out their battle rhythm, right? In terms of when they start kind of full steam, kind of peaking at the right time, they've, they've kind of figured that out. And uh, so, yeah, so they're, I think it's, it's, it's kind of Bernie and everyone else, but still some teams to keep your eye on to include Comel or to Davenport, I should say, that'll challenge, that's going to make Bernie work. And then uh, 4A27, uh, Kennedy, uh, and this is, a, I'm going to pick a bone with you. Uh, Kennedy, I know you're, you said they're knocking on the door 12, 5, and 2, 4 0. Uh, Memorial at, you know, rate 10th, uh, 3 and 1, which you mentioned that they lost to Kennedy, and Lavernia, 2 and 1 in district here. So, any reason why Kennedy didn't make it in over Memorial and La- uh, Lavernia? Is it just, you know, the, the level of competition kind of like uh, Harlandale was. Yeah, but the thing is, the key game is Kennedy's got that game against Laverne coming up. That's the game. If they can win, win that night. game, that's tomorrow night. If they can win that game, like I said, don't be surprised you see them in, that the, is, in, you know, in the top 15. That is at Laverne, right? Is that correct? Yes, Am at right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is a tough place to play. So I'm sure mm-hmm. Laverne, after that loss against Memorial, uh, they're not going to take Kennedy lightly. I think I think they're going to be. I think they'll be ready to go, and it's going to be a tough task for Kennedy to get that win there at Lavernia. So just had to ask when I was putting together the standings. I was like, um, something's wrong here. <laughs> uh, looking at uh, twenty-eight boys, uh, Floresville four uh, 0 Hondo three and one, Pleasanton. Congratulations to Pearsall. The Mavericks got their first win uh, over Poteet uh, for that here in a three-two thriller. Uh, Uvalde's uh, kind of stepping up here. Um, I know you mentioned Pleasanton's kind of the favorite here, but they, you know, they're stumbling out out of the gates here. And, and Hondo's uh, having a good a good second year program as far as on the boys' side here for that here. But uh, you know, Floresville's uh, got got a pretty decent uh, lead here. You know, with uh, you know at least making the playoffs. Yeah, Floresville. I think that, you know last year I think playing in that district with Southwest. I think it's prepared them for this, and the drop down to four A's. Like I said, this is paying off for them, so they're going to be the favorite. Like I said, they got a tough matchup. Said so with hey, Hondo Valde. and Ovalde. you know, I think if they can get those two wins, they'll pretty much have the you know control of that district, you know, the district race uh, for the title. Pleasanton, like I said, they got Poteet. They should have no problem winning that at Poteet. Hondo, like I said, they, Hondo wants to make a statement is go out there and, and get a win. You know, if they can knock off mm-hmm. Florzo. For a second-year team to be in first place, it's a you know great confidence booster for them. So, and then keep an eye on Valde. The boys, even though the record doesn't look good, but like I said, they played a lot of tough non-district teams, and like I said, now they're starting to make their little uh, little move there into the top four. Is that record? Is that record? So Pearsall has only played district games so far this season. Yes. Is that all? Yeah, we 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 almost pulled yeah. them from the thing because we didn't think that they were playing. Yeah. So they did that for both the boys and the girls. The, the girls, unfortunately, you know, their, their records. Yeah. Not, not yeah. We just found that kind of odd that they didn't play a non. They didn't play any non-district games. 
Yeah. Yeah. And there was no whispers of any scrimmages or, you know, anything along those lines here. But, yeah, it's they they, they popped up. Uh, you know, we waited till uh, district played before we were going to remove them. And then right. it was, what, January, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was in January when they started playing. And we're like, okay, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, no, they, they got the first win against uh, Poteet here. So, congratulations. All right. Congratulations. Uh, for, uh, for the ladies, 4A26, uh, Bernie, Wimberley, Davenport, um, all close, Canyon Canyon Lake, and then you know, probably a gap between Northern Oaks, Fredericksburg, and Bandera. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think, Coach, on, the, on this on this one? For this yeah, this one, this one, I think this one, it's all said and done. This is going to be like the uh, a Royal Rumble right here, this one. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just – it's. You know, Bernie, Bernie got a big, just recently got a big win over Wimberley at a very good, very strong, very resilient Wimberley, Wimberley squad that I've seen up close and personal. You know, Coach Nichols' squad, it's his first year at Wimberley uh, after leaving Smithson Valley and Davenport. Davenport is looking strong. You know, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on her first name right now. Riley, I believe. Riley uh, mm -hmm. Reinsdorf out of Davenport. She's been phenomenal for them. And uh, and Canyon Lake is uh, they're figuring things out. They're figuring things out, and uh, they're a strong they're a strong group. And but I think they're Canyon Lake is not a team that has kind of hit quite their peak yet. Uh, but uh, I don't know if anybody really has in this district yet. So I think before it's all said and done, I mean even Fredericksburg. You look at Fredericksburg, that is a team that yeah they've had a hard time this season, but they've just they've uh, they're they're a fun group to watch. And they're 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 a talented group, and they've just uh, they've just been unlucky in in multiple matches, and and I've seen them up close as well. So, uh, uh, yeah, this is this is a very fun district. The rough part about for Canyon Lake, they play Bernie and Wimberley this week. Uh, so Bernie yeah. tomorrow, Wimberley. Now they both are at home. Uh, back they're back. in Canyon Lake. So, uh, but yeah, rough rough week. Uh, you know, you know, for the the uh, the Hawks here, uh, for that here. Um, anything you got, Rafa, before we move on? Yeah, with Bernie, like I said, big wins over Wimberley and, and Davenport. It was like the mirror image of last year. You know, it was a battle between those three teams. Well, you can even add Canyon Lake in the mix for a little bit. Um, the, the surprises, you know, McCutcheon's of Fredericksburg down at six. You know, I, I expect them to challenge, be challenging for that last spot of the playoffs. And maybe they can turn things around in the second half, you know, of district play and try to sneak and try to get a, a sneak in. Well, Bandera and Bernie, so, you know, it should be able to beat uh, Bandera, but uh, that second match for this week's a little bit tough here. Uh, district 27, uh, Kennedy, 4-0 uh, in district, Lavernia, 3-0-1, Gonzalez, uh, SA Young Women Leadership, uh, and Memorial. So the, the spots outside of the top two, uh, I think, you know, between uh, Gonzalez, uh, Young Women's uh, Leadership, Memorial, um, and even Yoakum, uh, pro you know, probably – you know, probably pull a, you know, pull a, you know, pull a name out of a hat for this one. Yeah, uh, the, the the big game is this Friday, uh, Kennedy and Lavernia. Mm -hmm. That's going to determine who, who's going to take the district title. I was a little surprised that Lavernia had a tie against Gonzalez. You know, and that that's a little setback. That's a setback for them, and but it's, we'll see if they can bounce back. You know, and. You know, and and you know, when this game this game coming up, Kennedy, like I said, if they can knock off Bavernia, they'll have you know, some control of this for the district race. Gonzalez is uh, don't rule them out yet. They mm -hmm. they can play, they can play. We've seen them seen them up close. 
they've been in a lot of very close a lot of close battles that have just you know a lot of one one nils that have not gone their way or two ones they've been in a lot of those but they can play they're a talented group uh, they'll they'll have another say in here at some point before it's all said and done uh 28 uh for 4a pleasanton 401 uvalde floresville somerset uh hondo potita and pearsall and like i said here if you don't look up at the goal difference for pearsall i'll just think <laughs> that uh for that here but uh pleasanton uvalde floresville uh top three that's gonna run away with it yeah it's a three it was a three horse race even though like uvalde had a really great season last year i know they had Lost to some from the graduation, so I know it's going to be a battle between those three three schools. Like I said, they're winning winning them like a half a game against Pleasanton. So um, we'll see on the on the second round of play what kind of results. You know, does Wallet make that move like they did last year and take control of the district? You know, district race, or is it this year for Pleasanton, or could the surprise be Floresville? You know, Floresville's winning striking distance. You know, that an upset a couple of years ago against Jefferson, a highly uh, Jefferson girls team that was, you know, really, you know, they were uh, the heavy favorite, you know, so, and I think they've built upon that this last couple of years. So, you know, they've really turned around that program. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's any standout matches. Uh, yeah, the 21st, Florizel at Walden, yeah, that's going to be key. Yeah, that'll be a key game there. Mm -hmm. uh, Pleasanton should have no problem taking care of Poteet. Moving to 5A here, Smithson Valley, 14-0, uh, 6-0, Piper, 6-0 in District, 13-2, and uh, the Cougarettes, 4-2. Uh, and, um, and then I think probably a surprise if you're looking at records historically, Bernie Champion, Kerrville, Tyvee, uh, both 2-3-1 and one in District. Yeah, that's – Yeah, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, if you look – uh, you know, Bernie Champion, you know, for what they went through last year to finally, you know, to knock off Dripping Springs in that regional final and to get to the state tournament. Um, that's, that's surprising. Like I said, I had a very high hopes for them to, you know, to be the dominant team. Uh, be, you know, like I said, it, it was going to be between them and, and Simpson Valley. It's, it's kind of been disappointing for them. Uh, you know, could it be, you know, because of, you know, injuries or, you know, did they lose a lot, you know, you know, players from graduation. Um, but I, th I think, hopefully, like I said, in this second round of play, I think they can get together. You know, they're still a dangerous team. You know, they proved that Absolutely. last year. And if they, they have the experience, if they can get it together, you know, they can move up from that fourth spot and, you know, get into the top, you know, and, you know, get to that second spot, you know, quite easily. So, you think? You know, no, I think they can make a run if they, you know, they, you can't, you cannot take them lightly. And I think some of the losses. I'm not taking them lightly, but I think Piper and Smithson Valley, at least those were close losses. Those were close losses. So you know, like I said, it could be injuries. We don't know. And if they get everybody back, kind of like what happened last year, I think when they got, I think when they got healthy, they that's when they really turned it on. And mm -hmm. and that and that's something that's something that they need to keep an eye on. Um, but like I said, the, like the game of the week is going to be Piper at Spencer Valley. That's both on the boys can, and the girls side. Yeah. And, yeah. Now, can the Piper girls, like I said, they have a tall task going to Spencer Valley. This is, this is a, this could be one of the, the, that key game that takes your program to that next level. And, and this is the opportunity for them, you know, 
you know, they have nothing to lose. And that's and that's just, that's a dangerous thing. They have nothing to lose because Swinson Valley is the favorite for this game. And you have a team going in with nothing to lose. Things can happen. So it's going to be a great game. You know, good luck to both teams tomorrow. You know, and you have a chance, you know, head out there. You know, it's going to be a really exciting game. Moving to 27, uh, 5A 27, Alamo Heights 9-0, Jefferson 8-1, MacArthur 6-2, Edison 6-3, and three, and then Highland Burbank and uh, Sam Houston through here. Uh, I guess Alamo Heights Jefferson uh, through that's the big one. Or, well, Alamo Heights. Well, even Edison that Edison game too, you know, yeah. they can't take Edison lightly. Uh, but like I said, they've just been cruising through that district. Um and like I said, they're more like I think they they can get these two wins. I think more likely they have a lock on, on the district title. And then the other, thing, like I said, it's as far as the second seed is going to come down to Jefferson, um, Mack, and, and and Edison. Moving on to twenty eight Southwest uh, five zero and one. They had the draw. Medina Valley, as you mentioned, they're in the, the Power Fifteens, uh, right there at five and one in district. Harlandale, even for the ladies, is having a respectable year, three and two and one in district. Uh, Southwest Legacy, two, one and three. Uh, South Sands uh, still in it, as well as McCollum at, at two and three. And then I guess probably the odd odd result of, of the years is you mentioned Southside Drew Southwest um, for that here, setting you know, setting in seventh at one, six and one in the district here. But uh, um, so that one seems a little bit odd. And then you know, for uh, play, you know, for play here. Uh, what Medina Valley at South San and uh, uh, so yeah that that game against the Southside versus the Southwest that was a zero zero draw and that was that was a surprise there you know I I thought they would you know kind of pour it on on, on Southside but kudos to them for you know getting that tie and and that just allowed Medina Valley to really kind of get back in even though they had a close loss to the. And the next game is going to be, at, I think, at Medina Valley. And Medina Valley could finally knock off Southwest, you know, for that district title. You know, I'm sure they'll make some whatever adjustments they need to make in that second game. And it's a possibility they could leapfrog them and take control of that district lead. Um, Harlandale, I, th I think Harlandale will make the playoffs. I think they'll become the third seed. And I think it's going to, it's going to be a dogfight for that fourth spot between McCollum, South San, and, and Legacy. And then moving to the boys uh, for 5A26, uh, Smithson Valley, 6-0, Piper, 4-0-2, uh, Bernie Champion, 4-1-1, Como Canyon, 3-3, uh, uh, Curville Tivy, 2-3-1. Um, I think like your rankings, uh, you know, the top five here, you know, you know, I think Smithson Valley is probably at least early, you know, warming up in the districts here, but uh, – just like your rankings on this here, it seems like it's a pretty even match. Yeah, the, you know, kudos to Cincinnati. Like I mentioned, you know, they started the year rough, but things have turned around and and it shows there on their district record. And and like I said, they have a key game, same thing you know, Friday night with, with the Piper boys. And Piper boys can make a statement here too. They can get a win, get back into the district title race. Mm -hmm. Um Bernie Champion, I think they struggled on early too, and but they've 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 come back to form. Like I said, they're still a dangerous team. You know that. Like I said, they're a game behind Piper, uh, the Canyon Cougars. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the Canyon Cougars and Kerrville Tyvee for that last four that four spot. 
But I'm going to give the little edge over the Canyon. I think they have enough to get that first, the, the last playoff spot. Yeah, with, with Smithson Valley, I would say the one thing to keep in mind is they they started slow. Maybe it was a little bit of a struggle by by their standards, right? But with Heather Boss there, you know, she's she's going to have them ready to go. She's, you know, it's maybe it's a little slower. They played a tough schedule as well, um, but they'll be fine. They're going to be fine. Um, I think here the team, I, the school I really want to recognize, the program I want to recognize that's made a big leap from last year because you've kind of scratched your head. It's like, hey, what's how come they haven't performed better over the last few years and they've made a big leap forward this year has been bernie champion um so kudos kudos to them and canyon you know new braunfels canyon they have so phenomenal goalkeeper in nico sellers they're gonna be mm. in matches you know we we posted that probably about a week ago or so is that when just by by virtue of having him in goal they're gonna be in matches doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna always go their way but he's a he's a phenomenal keeper. That back line, that back line does well. But he's he's going to keep them in matches for sure. So they'll make things interesting in this district. Yeah, I think I think with low scoring games, I think they have an advantage with them, especially with him and yeah. the goal, you know Nico being you know in, in between the pipes. So it, they're still a very dangerous team. And maybe Canyon can make a move here, try to get up, you know, try to get into the top two. You know, you know, playoff scene is going to be key on this, especially because they're going to have to run into the teams from 25-5A, which you're looking at like a teams like a, like a Cedar Park and Liberty Hill and so forth. Right. And then moving to 27 boys, 5A, uh, Alamo Heights, 9-0, Edison, Brackenridge, Jefferson. Um, and then, so, you know, and then I guess MacArthur, Burbank, uh, you know, and Lanier kind of on the outside looking in. But, uh, you know, as we discussed through the, the Power 15, you know, Alamo Heights, uh, you know, they're getting a little bit of push from Edison, Bracken, Jefferson, but uh, still pretty solid. Yeah, Alamo Heights is, like I said, they, like I said, they had a tough non-district schedule. They got a good, you know, they won a tournament in Corpus and, like I said, it's not been a gimme in this in this district for them, but they've had some tight games. But they're able, you know, had some quality wins. And uh, kudos to Edison. You know, I think I think what Edison, I think things start, what turned around for their program was that win against Davenport when they were down three 0 They're at the South when I went to that Southwest uh, showcase, and and they've been they've done uh, they've done well into the district play. Uh, Brack, same thing. They've done they've done well. They had a, a big win against MacArthur in the first first game. Uh, Jeff too. They're in contention. So you you got fourteen you got four teams that can finish in that second spot. Uh, little one that's underachieving is MacArthur. I think that dropped down from six mm-hmm. eight to five eight. I would think they would have been in, in into the top four. You know, in contending for this. You know, for right. uh, a playoff spot. But you know, at four and four, that's uh, that's a little surprising that they're they're right now at sitting at fifth. Hey, Ralph, are you able to take over or no? Uh, I can I can take over because I got to go pick up AJ in about three minutes. So okay. uh, for he's got the uh, scrimmage against uh, Steve's Premier Boys uh, right now. Be out at nine. Um, uh, twenty-eight uh, boys, Harlandale. Um, so here on the District Twenty-eight of Five uh, A, we have Harlandale here. here I, I can control the size here right here yeah you can okay. yeah 
So here we're District 25, 28-5A. Like I said, we have actually Southwest is in first place. They had a win last night, so they're at 7-0. So now knocked off uh, Harlandale. Um, third place comes in San Antonio Legacy. And then we have a surprise is Eagle Pass CC win. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> they have a good opportunity to get to the, that fourth spot and get into the playoffs. Um, then you have round out with Medina Valley, which I'm kind of a little disappointed with them. I thought they would get be in contention as well. Yeah. And then the rest is like a South Sand, South Side, and McCollum. Coach, what do you think about this year, especially last night, the big win for Southwest over Harlandale? Yeah, I think you you see a, a small of a disparity in terms of just the district games played, right? You look at the – like for example, Harlandale, and then you got some schools in here with what four games, so, so a couple of games in hand, a couple of games to make up. Sometimes that worries me, just because it's like, hey, they 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 start making those up in a tight window, right? So something to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, no, I think this uh, this district is yeah. I think I think when it's all said and done, you know, you'll have Southwest Harlandale and their South. Southwest Legacy will maybe have something to say, but I think this will ultimately be this. This will ultimately be Southwest. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they, I think they proved a lot last night. You know, you know, Carlinos kind of kind of get back to the drawing board to see what and the, when they play them again at Southwest, which is a tall task to play there at, yeah. at there at Dragon Stadium, and um, we'll see what what adjustments they can make and see still stay winning one game because they can still get a district title with a win over at their place. Uh, and, and maybe even get at that top seed going to the playoffs. So the net, this, and like I said, you look at the schedule here, Harlandale, the the game, the rivalry game versus McCollum, and then they have at Southside, which is like I said, it's a tough, it would be a tough draw there. Southside, right. Southside's got a good team. Uh, Southwest, their rivalry game because legacy, and then uh, yeah, the key tomorrow. game against yeah tomorrow, and then a key game tomorrow uh, next week with Eagle Pass CC win. And like I said, CC wins. Uh, like I said, they. They're not slots, and they they could could surprise a couple teams here, and especially they're in, in that fourth spot. Um, yeah, they can separate themselves with that win tomorrow if they if they can uh, take down Medina Valley. They can start to separate themselves and in, into that that four top four from everybody mm -hmm. else. Yeah, and then Medina Valley, like I said, this is this is the key. The, if they can get that game the win on Saturday, uh, that'll help them. Like I said, stay in contention because, like I said, they have a winnable game next week again against South Sand. So the next area we're going to look at is the District 27 6A, which has kind of been kind of been disappointing this year. You know, the, a lot of the teams have been starting off slow. Uh, one team I had really high hopes was New Braunfels. I thought they were going to have a really lock on this district, and I think this this is like a wide open. It's been a wide open race yeah. with these four teams, uh, but so far we have tough, Clemens right tough, now. Tough district to figure out. Tough district to figure. I think that yeah, if, <laughs> flip a coin. I don't think if anybody tells you that no, they know exactly how this is going to, and they just started district play in this, mm -hmm. right? So, um, so yeah, so they, uh, they they've got a ways to go. They're going to play what ten matches, so they're they're literally what maybe thirty percent of the way through. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think anybody tells you in this one, they're going to know who, what order they're in. I, yeah, I think they're lying to you. So this is a, this is this might be one of the. Um, trickiest districts to try to figure out yeah because I, I know the beginning of the season me and harry talked about it like we you know kind of our favorite was the brothels and then i think clemens would be kind of like a contender against them and then maybe steel and then there's gonna it was a toss-up with east central judson and san marcos but you know each team still even though 
East Central and San Marcos are 0-2 and 1. They're still within range of getting that fourth spot. And being yeah. in the 10 team district in the 10 game district in 10 game district, you still you have opportunities to kind of sneak in, knock off some you know, te- you know teams ahead of you and and get right. that fourth spot. And then looking ahead, looking ahead of the schedule, like I said, we have Steel at Judson. That's a key game there. You know, can Judson leap, you know, leapfrog them into the in the district rankings and then Steel's got Clemens. That's another. So Steel has a tough next two games. New Braunfels um, should win that game again at San Marcos, but San Marcos did tie, have a tie against Clemens, and that was, which was one of the surprises there. Um, and then another tough one, with, you know, with Judson. Judson, like I said, they have Steel and New Braunfels. They can make a move there. San Marcos can get, you know, if they can knock off New Braunfels and get a win at East Central, they can get back into the into the playoff hunt. So. All these games are really key because they can. One game can get you back into the playoffs. Yeah, right. So the next one, next district we're gonna look at is District Twenty Eight Six A. Currently, we have Lee in first place at seven zero and two. But right behind them, we have the Brandeis Broncos, and then third place we have Reagan, and then Johnson. Uh, so, what do you think about this, this district so far? Has kind of planned out or still? Sorry about that, Coach. I don't know the technical. There you are. The Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi kind of cut off. <laughs> Sorry, as I'm here in Colleen. So. Yeah, it froze. It froze, froze you completely, and then I could move, but I was I got no audio. So okay, there we go. So, um, so what do you, you think so asking, far? The district player here. Yeah, I mean, this is just this is a behemoth. We know this, right? This has been arguably the the toughest district in the area for i don't know the better half of five years at least um i think here it's an interesting one from the standpoint of the top because you can make one of two arguments in this one you can obviously lee is still undefeated so you can make the argument that they've kind of they've they've returned they've arrived whatever you want to call it and then the next three are right on their heels right but then um but then it's this kind of vicious cycle of brandeis brandeis draws with lee so but then Reagan, right? Reagan just definitively beats Brandeis. So how are you, you know, Reagan's still, I think Reagan's getting healthy. So it's, it's kind of Johnson. You don't entirely quite know where they're at. You know, there's, you know, they're a talented group. You know, they're going to have a say, you just don't know quite where they're at yet. Um, You kind of have, you know, a little bit more of what you have in Lee and Brandeis. Um, But yeah, this is, this is going to, I think this one's, you know, you got Ian's the Ian's Cup matchup coming up soon as well. Brandeis and Lee are going to go at it again. It's just there's just so many compelling, so many compelling matchups here. So it's I think this is one where the styles um, forget about records. It's just the styles make the matchups in these 
And it's just, you can make the argument that Brandeis matches up exceptionally well with Lee. Reagan matches up exceptionally well with Brandeis. And then Johnson is trying to figure out their 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 way in the middle of all of that. So um, tough district to call so far. Way too early. Yeah, the, the one thing about this, just like I said, I did, I did do the lead Brandeis game. I think the one, one thing I got out of that game, you know, Lee really fixed a lot of things that had problems with what they had last year. They have excellent goalkeeping. They have a lot better defense this year. Right. Uh, the finishing um, could have, you know, for that game should have been, they did miss a PK in that game. And it was one of the worst PKs I've seen. Just, he didn't take it. You know, I guess he's trying to do like a Sergio Ramos type of, type of deal. You, you know, you just got to shoot it in and, um, yeah, that could have yeah. been a difference maker there, you know, they, they kind of kind of pulled away a little bit, you know, cause like I said, they're a half a game ahead. Brandeis, uh, it's going to be interesting yeah. in that in, in the rubber match coming up, like I said, you know, like I said, Johnson, they got a, they're against Churchill. I think they should take care of business there. And then uh, again, also with Roosevelt, uh, Reagan, they do yeah. have a bike this, this Friday, which good, be good for them because that'd help them. Maybe, you know, if there are, you know, some injuries to get to heal up a game and then a, a winnable game against Marshall, uh, but the key game is going to be, you know, Lee at Brandeis on the eight, on the 18th, mm-hmm. and that's that's going to be a bar burner of a game. Uh, can Brandeis, what is the time on that game? Have you I, seen the time on that game? That, that one, Saturday I matchup? believe. Let me see that really quick. Uh, it looks Not like it's a Saturday game. Correct. I just didn't. I hadn't seen. I think the that time game might that. be at Ferris. I believe I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the schedules really quick for that one. Uh, let's see here. That game will be on. Let's see, two eighteen Saturday. That will be the girls play at twelve. Actually, I'll take that back. Um, it's a Saturday game at yeah, it's at twelve PM at Gustafson Stadium. Boys at twelve? Boys at twelve. Yeah. Okay. Um interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you go back to the standings there, there's something something to be said. You cannot forget in the middle of all of this is you have a um, for lack of better words, a surging Churchill team that is starting to figure things out, right? That is they're kind of coming back. They're growing into their own, right? They're they're going in confidence, and you have a Clark a Clark squad that is much much better and way better than what their record indicates, right? So at some point, you you get the feeling that one or both of those programs are gonna have a potential say with these other four in terms of a potential upset, right? That just shakes things up. Um, so keep your keep a close eye on Churchill and Clark yeah. as well because they yes. I think they're I think they will shake things up in this district. Me may it may only be on one 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 day one one occasion, but I think uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have a say in this district in some way shape or form. Yeah, they can they can be a spoiler for one of the t- top four teams. Uh, like I remember the the game against uh, Reagan's game against Clark, the first go around at Ferris. I was at that game. Reagan really struggled that game against Clark. You know, Clark held their own, and it took a PK for them to get get a win on on that game and. But that was a good confidence booster for those Clark boys because there was a big difference in level of play from last year to this year. I think it's you know kudos to their coach, you know, to really kind of turn things around there. Like I said, they're on the upside and they they, they could surprise a couple of teams here. You know, can't yeah. take them lightly here. And then in the second round of the uh, of the of the district play, as you can see, like I said, they have 
Marshall coming up, winnable game. And then they got, you know, against Lee, against Lee and, you know, Lee can't take them for granted. And, you know, say, you know, they have, it's, it's going to be a tough task for them, but, but it'll be a great game. Um, right. Like I mentioned, Johnson's got two winnable games, but they got to be, you know, be careful with, you know, you mentioned with Churchill. And like I said, Churchill's kind of up, also up on the rise as well, too. So it could be a difficulty there for them. So the next year, the last one we're going to look at, 29-6A. Um, it's, it's been all Harlan. They've been running away with this district. Um, yeah, they've had some little struggles in a couple of games, but they're going to pull them off. I don't want that to come back from behind and win. Um, kudos to the Warren Warriors. You know, big turnaround from last year. They're doing great. Uh, a little surprise with O'Connor. I know last year they had a really good, really good squad that did contend against Harlan a couple games. Um, you know, that playoff game against Doriel was, you know, I guess I was surprised that they were knocked off. I thought I had high hopes for them to, you know, try to go maybe two, three deep into the playoffs. They've been struggling a little bit, but they're still within range of, of Warren to get that second spot. Um, another up and comer is John Jay. John Jay always plays the tough non-district schedule, and this is the payoff them to get in that fourth spot. Uh, but right on their heels, they have they have Brent Brennan. And Brendan Bears, if they can get a couple quality wins, they can get into that. It's pretty much as like a, uh, from two to five, it's going to be uh, like I said, those teams in the race for the for the playoff spots. And then I think they've already kind of separated themselves from the other teams like Taft, Holmes, Stevens, and Southern Wyoming. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is yeah that in you know Warren is uh, Warren appears to be ahead of schedule. O'Connor, I think, is still trying to figure certain things out. And Jay is uh, yeah, Jay is. Uh, Jay's an interesting group. Keep keep your eye on them. They're um, they're, I think they're still figuring things out. But I mean, wouldn't shock me to see them in in the three or the two position in a couple of weeks. So if you look at the upcoming schedule for this Friday, this Friday there are a couple of Saturday games. Um, Harlan, big game here. Harlan against Ad O'Connor. That's gonna, that's gonna be if O'Connor wants to really kind of you know kind of get their foot more into the playoff spot. You know, this is, this is an opportunity here to knock off Harlan. But Harlan, like I said, they can get a win here pretty much a lot for that district title. Um, John Jay, another tough one with Warren, like I said, for play, because this could be for playoff seating too as well. Um, so you got your top, your top four teams yeah. kind of battling out here this this coming weekend. Um, Harlan sitting, Harlan sitting there at 9-0 and and seeing O'Connor and Warren again. I'm assuming this is for the second time, so they can – they can really stamp their uh, by next Tuesday. They can really kind of, for all intents and purposes, down. really start to seal this district by by next Tuesday. Um, so yeah, so can O'Connor or, or Warren maybe rise to the occasion and shake things up a little bit? Because right now this is a this is full steam ahead for Harlan. Yeah, and then J and J, like I said, big game against Warren, winnable game against Stevens to really kind of move up, you know, their playoff seating because. They do face against 36A, which is the Laredo teams, and Eagle Pass and Dorio, which is it's not not right. an easy task in that first round playoff games for them. Um, you know, come come March. So and so this this is going to be the opportune time for some of these teams to kind of already start separating themselves. As far as especially Harlan here, they can those two wins they can separate mm -hmm. themselves, get the district title, and then the other teams try to get their, their, a lock on their on those play on those playoff spots. So I think that's and that's. That's it, I believe. Yeah, actually, no, do now we're doing the girls. Uh, we're on the girls' side here. Uh, District 27 6A. Uh, we have New Braunfels, uh, Lady Unicorns in first place. Um, then we have Clemens, 
and then followed by surprising East Central and a surprising yeah. San Marcos. And yeah. And then we have Cibolo and Converse Judson to round out the district play. So what do you think about yeah, this district? Surprise, it's kind of a mirror image the, of the boys. The big surprise here is the big surprise here is Steel right now, right? Uh, they lost a ton from graduation last year. We we know that, but it's it's also Steel, right? In terms of um the talent that they have, the talent that they should have. And maybe, maybe it's just, maybe it's just youth. Maybe that's, it's, they're just very young. Uh, but that's obviously the granted they're one game in a district or two games, I should say in a district play. Um, so it's still early. It's still early. They still got 80% of this district to play. But uh, right now they just over, when you look at their overall body of work, kind of a surprise, uh, but we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. I think right now, it's new Bron new brothels right the unicorns have clearly kind of established themselves as the front runner to a certain extent uh but what happens with clemens uh can can clemens catch them um and then from there i think you're going to have you're going to see east central san marcus and uh, steel kind of in a in a probably a three-way battle for for the those two positions right maybe maybe judson can figure some things out uh, yeah. but yeah i think uh Question is going to be if San Marcos and East Central can start to separate a little bit from Steele and Judson. That's when it's going to come down to. Yeah, if you look at the district series that are coming up, uh, Steele at Judson, like I said, winnable game for them. Uh, but then they have the tough test next week against the Ravel, Ravel, uh, uh, Clemens, uh, New Raffles uh, at San Marcos, at Judson. Uh, two winnable games that kind of already start separating themselves from the rest of the pack there. Um, Clemens, like I said, they have East Central, which has been, been a surprise this year. Like I said, they can't take them too lightly. And then, like I said, the rival game against Steele. Uh, East Central, like I said, if they can get some points off of Clemens and, you know, it's kind of stay in contention, and then they have another winnable game against San Marcos in the following week. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to take a look at 28, District 28 6A for the girls. Uh, just like the boys, it's <laughs> we got some. The kind of the usual suspects here, as far as the, with the teams, um, the big, the big, the big surprise was with that that big win by Johnson over over, over Lee, that four one, yeah. the four nil win. Um, yeah. Johnson kind of made a statement there. Hey, we're we're back. Even though they started out struggling a little early, took some months in non-district. I think they've kind of got their form back together. I think they're starting to earn the peak at the right time. Um, Reagan is Reagan. Like I said, you know, they had that one loss against Lee. They're just so. They'll still in there, like I said, tied their first place. Mm. Um, like I said, Lee has been the surprise last year. Like I said, they were kind of the outside looking in, but they've you know kind of took full control of the district play until recently against with Johnson. And then look at the Brandeis Broncos. Like I said, I think that fourth spot is gonna, I think it's gonna be a battle between Brandeis, Clark, and I think even Madison, you know, when, when yeah. everything's said and done. Yeah, I mean, just you, I mean, you said it just like the boys. I think it's it's Lee, Lee, Reagan, and Johnson who kind of match up well within each other, right? Against one another, someone has just styles make matchups, right? And you know, we have this, we have this discussion about a week ago, week and a half ago. It's Lee all day, right? Lee, who's just been surging. They're they're for real. They come out. They're twelve and zero, and then boom! All of a sudden, it's just a shocking. Not not a shock the fact that Johnson was able to to defeat them, but how how it played out I think was the shock. Um, and then you have a Reagan team there. You have a Reagan squad there that uh, they're 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 dangerous. They can be scary. They have the potential to be scary because I think they're still figuring things out. I think they're far from 
you know, hit on all cylinders. They're still very much figuring things out. And yet here they are at, you know, eight and one in district play that, that speaks to their, uh, that speaks to their talent that speaks to their coaching. And then, but yeah, I see them, those three clearly separated from everyone else. And then you're going to have, yeah. And then you got this next pack of three, right. Within uh, Brandeis, a Clark squad that I really like. And then a Madison squad that I think is still, still growing in confidence, still figuring things out. Uh, but yeah, keep keep a close eye on uh, on Clark. Keep keep a close eye on Clark uh, in this district as well to to potentially uh, shake things up with with uh, with for that fourth that fourth seed uh, fourth spot I should say in this yeah. district. Are you a little surprised with, with Churchill being in eighth place? You know, you know they've had a history of success. You know, yeah. the last few years in the playoffs. I know last year they didn't make the playoffs, but they were still kind of in contention. But this year they've really kind of big, had a big drop this year. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, with that? Churchill, with Churchill, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You can argue extended history, and then you can also argue recent history in terms of how how they've been playing, or just you know, yes, they got a new, um, you know, they have a new coach. So there's always whenever there's a new coach, you're trying to figure out, you know, you have culture, culture, culture implementation. Sorry, and then you also have you know system of play trying to figure things out there. The coach is trying to learn is like, Hey, who can I rely on? Who can I depend on? Uh, how much turnover there was there in terms of what was lost to graduation. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's real early. I think the book, it, it's real early to to, to put, put a label, I think on, on Churchill for lack of better words. So it may be, you know, it's anytime you got a new coach, it's kind of, you got to give it about three years for, to figure things out. Uh, so maybe, you know, and they just that then this district doesn't do them any favors because it's so yeah. brutal. Right. So uh, so we'll see. I think there's you know, the book is still out. There's a lot more to more to come. But I think um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think uh, I don't think we write them off yet. Obviously, tough time this season right now. But I don't think it's uh, hey, they're they're. I don't think it's a hey, they're not responding to their new coach or I don't think it's anything like that. I think they just, they got to sort, they got to sort some things out. But sometimes this is how growth, this is how growth happens, right? This is how you learn who your players are, who you can rely on, the ones that go through these moments. So when the big turnaround happens, right, th this is, it starts from moments like this. So I think, I think there's a lot more to come from Churchill. And if you're looking at the upcoming schedule, like I said, Johnson will face Churchill this, this Friday. Um, and they'll face Roosevelt the following week. So two winnable games for Johnson to stay, stay on the heels there. We try and Reagan, Reagan like I said, stay in contention with Reagan and Lee. Uh, Reagan does have a bye this Friday and then they have a game next week against Marshall, winnable game for them. Uh, Lee's got a couple of te little tests, you know, uh, Brandeis, no slouch. You know, mm -hmm. I think they'll be tested in that game. Same thing with at Clark the following week. They'll be tested there too. Clark's got – I think they're starting to kind of turn the page there. Give him issue, you know, give him some problems with some teams. And I know, uh, right. did see him against a few, a few weeks ago against Reagan, and their goalkeeper made some excellent saves to keep him in the game. I think that, that was a real tight game. It was a close win for Reagan, but Clark kind of kept them in. Um, same thing, like I said, Brandeis, like some you got Lee, and they got Madison next week. Uh, so great, you know, tough game, like I said, tough test for Lee coming up. But I think they can and the winnable games. But there are going to be like I mentioned, tested for the, this 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 Friday and next and next week. So look, take a look last at District Twenty Nine Six A for the girls. Uh, 
kind of mirror image of like last year. It was a three-horse race between Taff, O'Connor, and Brennan. Uh, surprise team this has been the Warren Lady Lady Warriors, but also the Santa Mayo Wildcats. You know, they're they're still in contention for that last playoff spot. Um, key games are coming up um, this this Friday, uh, this you know Saturday. You know, uh, this Friday would be Taff against Brennan. You know, and then the following week at O'Connor, and which which we would discuss on that. You know, would discuss in, in a bit. Like I said, O'Connor, they got Harlan, and then they got the showdown with Taff. Uh, Brennan, like I said, they have the big game against Taff, and they do have a bye. And then, like I said, the following week, we'll have a couple other uh, other games as well. I'm trying to look and see here if they have any sales. But if you look at the districts you know, here, the district race here, uh, is this this one Taff, for Taff to lose this year, or can, can O'Connor and Brennan catch up to them? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Well, ask me. Ask me a week from now. <laughs> I think. Um, I don't know. I think. I think it's going to be. You know, we were both in attendance for the first time these two played. Unfortunately, I won't be able to watch the second one just because. Well, I'll be in Houston, right, for a play for a state playoff game. But uh, yeah, I think they're they're two they're two different teams. Taft and O'Connor. They're just they're constructed very differently, right? Taft in terms of Phys- physical both both technical both technical but very different right taft very physical they taft knows their identity o'connor is a very um you know a a very athletic squad a very fast squad they want to run with the ball they're they're a squad that'll excel on a on a big field right and uh mm-hmm. but i think o'connor is also o'connor's still learning that about themselves right o'connor's still they're establishing their identity whereas taft a year ago these two these two teams were were flip-flops right taft was still learning that identity that they now have that they know they have right and then i mean you got brennan got brennan right behind them and you gotta you know i think you have a i don't want to call them really a surprise they're just they're just ahead of schedule and warren and you can argue the same for sotomayor right there's a squad filled with freshmen and sophomores really from my understanding uh, maybe some juniors. I, th- I think it's all freshmen, may, predominantly freshmen and, and sophomores. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and then, and then Jay, even Jay, I think somewhere in there, don't put it past Jay to have some sort of big upset here that rattles things in this district. So this is a very fun district. And like I said, they're what just coming up on, um, just coming up to on the halfway point now yeah, in this they're district. Starting so, round, they're starting um, round two. Yeah. 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 So it'll be, It'll be fun to see. I think that if you have the opportunity to go check out next Tuesday, that Taft and O'Connor matchup, which I think is scheduled for, was it Ferris? I think it was. I think so. Um, that's going to be a fun one to watch. If you can get there, uh, go watch that. That's these. Those are two teams that they compete. They compete hard against each other. They know each other extremely well, and they just they match up very well uh, against each other. So it, it's a fun match to watch. This is a very fun district. Yeah. Yeah. Tasman, like I said, to me, they've been the impressive team this, like I said, this year. They've, like I said, I think they've taken their that next step. Like last year, where they were trying to still figure out, but they still they, they did cost O'Connor the district title last year when they one of those district games towards the end and they allowed Brennan to, to win the district, you know, to win district. Um, but then O'Connor kind of got revenge in that in that playoff game. So we, we could see that again, and you know, I, I think these three teams, you know. 
will make a deep run into the playoffs and maybe face each other in the – maybe possibly even Warren possibly face uh, each other in the regional quarterfinals. Like I said, like, you know, you know, by district play, I think they're going to be the favorites. You know, I'm, whoever's a district champion in 36A, you know, they're still going to mm-hmm. have to contend with Warren. Warren has – I think they have the talent yeah. enough to beat a district champion from, from 36A. Yeah, all I know – all I know is if I'm a playoff team coming out of this district, I do not want to see another team from this district for a third time in the playoffs, right? Out of this district. I just, I would not want to just because that's how um, even Taft, even though Taft is the, is the the current front runner, they're just, their, their styles are so different, but yet they, they know each other so well and they match up pretty well. You know, they match mm-hmm. up pretty well. Um, so yeah, I would, I know I would just not want to see someone else out of this district in the playoffs for, and have to face them for a third time because yeah, it's who knows what could happen at that point. Yeah. And then especially like the, the, here in the second round, like I said, I think if Taft can knock off O'Connor and Brennan, I think they pretty much locked, locked that district title. Um, and I think the one interesting game is going to be towards the end of the, se- the last district game of the season that Soto Maori and Warren, that could determine the last mm-hmm. playoff spot for, you know, for yeah. District 29-6A. And even though Sotomayor had a setback against Warren, you know, they, there's still plenty of time for them to kind of get things together. They're a young team, and like I said, they're getting seasoned. I think they're building confidence more and more, even though they may have some losses against Brennan or O'Connor or Taft. I think that's getting them more battle-tested towards the end. And then right. maybe okay. be prepared for that last game against, you know, I guess against Warren. And you know, towards in you know, close in the middle of March. So, like I said, this is a district, you know, district upcoming schedule. I mentioned big game tomorrow night, Brandon versus Taft, and then next week, the one again, Taft at uh, at O'Connor. Two great, great, great matchups right there coming up. And uh, so, if you have an opportunity, to check check on some great some soccer, uh, great soccer teams, you know, here for District Twenty Nine Six A. And that should lead us to. Let's see. This is my first time playing with this. <laughs> so, so overall, Coach, what do you think about so far with the season with the UIL teams? It's been fun. You know, it's been fun. I think teams are still, you know, especially with, with a San Antonio focus, I think you still have it's, – it's, uh, it's a power grab, right? It's like you have certain teams trying to establish their dominance. Other teams kind of, you know, it's just n- no team – you, depending upon the district, right? No team, you know, you, yeah, you can argue maybe Elmo Heights on the girls' side that has been exclusively dominant. Uh, Cause you can't even entirely make that, that argument for Elmo Heights boys, right? Who, yes, their record is strong, obviously undefeated in district play, but they've been challenged, right? They've yeah. been challenged. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's been fun so far. Greater San Antonio area. There's a mm-hmm. lot of soccer to be played still and now you know i think uh we'll know a lot more in by the end of the month you know we'll know a lot more by the end of the month in terms of is it is it going to be a tight race is it going to be a a district that comes down to the very end is it going to be a a number one who separates themselves from the pack and then everyone else it's maybe through it's maybe four schools fighting for three for the other three positions um or is it or is it one and two and then everybody else, right? And then you have three, three, you've seen it before, three, maybe four schools fighting for those last two positions. Um, or is it, or does it become the last two, right? Four and five fighting for that last position. These districts, they all start to take shape. They all start to kind of form their own personalities. 
but I think we got some great matchups that are coming up in the next week and the mm-hmm. next two weeks. Uh, so we'll know we'll know a lot more by the end of the month. Yeah, we're looking forward to a lot of those great matches coming up. So you have a chance out there, if you're watching out there, you know, hit up to this you know, to the games out there, support that you know our high school soccer here in San Antonio, whether taps or UIL. Like I said, you know, we want we want to showcase our talent here and show like so the show the other regions. Hey, you know, we have some quality teams. Like I said, we have some state champion teams here. We got some teams that made it to Final Four. And I think we have some contenders this year from all all classifications from four A, five and six A. So Looking forward to this yeah. kind of the second half of this district play and how things turn out, and then get ready for that that, that bracket bracketology for the UIO in, in mid March. Um, any final yeah. things, Coach? You didn't want to plug in as far as what's coming yeah. up for you guys, especially with like fifty fifty podcasts. Yeah, well, a couple things really quick. First of all, uh, thank you to you and Harry for having me on here. I really appreciate you guys. It's uh, always fun to be on. It's always fun to be on a podcast rather than hosting it, right? Uh, but, um, no, I think that, um, a couple of things, just a couple first, uh, first and foremost, uh, shout out to, uh, shout out to my squad, shout out to my girls, very proud of them as we wrapped up our regular season in taps play today and, uh, locked in the, uh, the number three seed as we get ready to play, as we get ready to travel to, uh, to Houston to take on the number two seed out of district five there in, uh, in class five, a, uh, so looking forward to that one, we got some preparation to do. It's always a fun time of year in the state playoffs. So the other piece of my big plug there is um, UIL gets a lot of the press, but also don't forget it's like, hey, playoffs are on their way. Playoffs officially kick off this Saturday on the TAP side, on the private school side. So um, by dis- you'll start to see by district rounds. <clears throat> you'll start to see by district rounds uh, kick off this Saturday in TAPS in TAP state playoffs. And then uh, area rem is takes place next Tuesday with the regional, the regional final round kicking off next Saturday, a week from this Saturday. Um, only two other plugs I got really. So first and foremost, uh, one other, one other shout, uh, shout out, I guess if if you want to call it that, is uh, a lot. I know we're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of our players in this area that are going to be making the trip to Houston. Uh, this weekend playing in big uh, ECNL showcase event in Houston. So good luck to all of you. Please remember to watch your load management in terms of your high school games, plus your club games. Um, just monitor yourself. That's the big thing. Cause then you're going to come, you're going to turn right back around and play in more high school games next week. So the, uh, it's not a matter of a burden falling on a high school coach or a club coach. I think it's a matter of all coaches, monitoring your athletes but then also athletes kind of monitoring themselves and and be, and communicating with their coaches more than anything uh so kudos and best of luck to all of you who are going who are headed to houston for the showcase event there uh wishing you the absolute best of luck and hope all of you shine in front of college coaches and then the last piece is in terms of the podcast itself the 50 50 podcast we have an upcoming episode this saturday 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We will have uh, Coach Bruce Reichman, the winningest, uh, winningest high school coach in Texas high school soccer history, who just went over out of El Paso del Valle. He just had his uh, 700th uh, career career win. So we're excited to have him on on Saturday. And then uh, a couple of weeks, we'll be back with uh, Inside Texas High School Soccer, man. Yeah, we'll have the, the new state power rankings <laughs> for the boys and yeah. the girls. Yeah, there, the yeah, there's big, 
So big, big changes from the from those two weeks, and we'll see if within two weeks we'll see maybe some upsets and some teams starting to pull away, and um, we'll see if number one, like especially on the girls' side, will Salt Lake Curl kind of run the table there in their district? Will they stay yeah. number one, or will Salina, you know, kind of take their spot? I know they're biting <laughs> on their heels, and they're the same thing with the boys' side, you know. Good Lake luck Travis. trying to justify. Good luck trying to justify why South Lake Carroll shouldn't be number one on any ranking yeah. <laughs> list right now. Right? They just—it's tough. It's a, as yeah, great they, as Salina is playing off. right now. As yeah, great as Salina is off. playing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I had a pleasure absolutely. watching them play against Johnson, and I was really impressed. You know, and especially for a young yeah. team too. That—that's the scary yeah. part about 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 yeah. them. So we'll, we'll see. But it's great. Like I said, we have yeah. some show just showcases how. How much talent we have in this in, in the state of Texas, as far as high, you know, soccer in general, you know, we're getting, like I said, getting players mm-hmm. playing at the high levels and so forth. But um, my final thought right. for today, like I said, um, you know, good luck to all the teams out there, like it's in San Antonio this coming weekend. If you have a chance, check out, you know, you know, some some key games there, like at, at Ferris, Josephson, Comalander, or anywhere in the, in the in the San Antonio area. Check them out. And also, good luck to all the players uh, going to the showcase in Houston, and also, like I said, uh, you know, like I said, we're looking forward. Like I said, for this coming week, this coming week, um, opening opening um, with a fan, the San Antonio FC, uh, San Antonio uh, SAFC fan cast. We'll have another episode. Uh, we did have a signing this week, and a couple, and possibly maybe another signing. Um, and then we had one one of our best players depart, saying he's a little goodbye. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I saw that you know, just uh, about what maybe. 20, 30 minutes after I got off the phone with you earlier today. I saw that. Yeah, it's uh, thank you. I posted it on there. Uh, gracias. Uh, gracias, Santi. Yeah, it's sad to see him go. Yeah, and, and also we found out um, the US Open Cup. We're going to, uh, the boys will be taking a trip to Florida. I'll be a little vacation also as well for them and Kasimi. So we're going to be, be talking about that all with, uh, with Harry. Royce, Robert, myself, like I said, we'll be on there on Sunday night at 7.30, so make sure you tune in for the San Antonio uh, fan cast. Um, I'd like to say um, like, thanks for guys for tuning out tonight, and what's a life without goals? Uh, thank you, Coach, for being on, and like I said, well, don't forget to tune in tomorrow. We'll, we'll have the first ever TAPS Bracketology. I don't think we're going to go six or seven hours <laughs> like the UIL, yeah. but it should be a fun one. Like I said, we, 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 like I said, we want to show the love for, for TAPS because TAPS does have some great soccer as well, too. They have some great players and also great programs, and we want to showcase them as well and, and see give our predictions coming up for this year. But thank you again. All Thanks right. for, tu- uh, for tuning in. Uh, on behalf of Harry, um, like I said, we'll see you guys uh, next week.